What's going on, everybody? Before we get started with today's episode, I just want to give a quick shout out to NordVPN. You can use NordVPN to browse the internet privately, safely, and securely. It allows you to unblock all sorts of things like streaming services in other countries. If you sign up today with the GTD Sports affiliate link, you'll get a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee and saving up to 70%. So make sure you guys sign up with the GTD Sports affiliate link today. This is the Going the Distance podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got into a top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This was a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome into the Going the Distance podcast. My name is Ryan Bunnell, and alongside me is Elijah Spann. And later in this episode, we are going to be joined by a special guest, Zach Rieger, one of the newest podcast hosts here on the GTD Sports Network. You may recognize him from the Betting on the Rocks podcast, so stay tuned. He'll be here in just a little bit. But for now, you guys got to check out our website, gtdsports.com, where you can find all of our content, blogs, podcasts, everything. Follow us on social media. I'm over at Ryan Bunnell 8. Elijah is at ElijahSpan19. And Zach is at Zach Rieger18. You'll see that popping up on the screen in a little bit as well. Um, and also our brand social media at GTD underscore sports on everything other than TikTok. We are at GTDsports.com. And last but not least, subscribe to the newsletter on our website where you guys can keep up with email notifications on all brand new episodes and all that jazz. I'm excited. We got a great episode for today. Even though we had a little bit of technical difficulties starting, we got a Thursday night football preview. We got we're going to be talking about fantasy football with Zach because we play him this weekend in our fantasy podcast league. So that should be a good matchup, even though he's favored to kick our ass right now. Don't need to mention that. But anyway, going to be talking all of our best bets for tonight's ball game. And of course, our favorite segment, Taylor Fade for this weekend's games of football. But before that, we're going to start our Thursday episode like we always do with a couple would-you-rather questions. Elijah, take it away. Okay, so mine's going to be a little bit themed for the week. Um, would you rather be a running back, or like a starting running back for the Jets, and be running behind that O-line, or would you rather be a cornerback for the Patriots this week and going against Tom Brady? Hmm... See, I feel like as like you know a running back for the Jets, that's just like a safety concern. I mean, not a. I mean, yeah, running back behind the Jets' line, that's just a safety concern. You're putting your body on the line. Whereas if you're a cornerback for the Patri- against the Patriots, oh, for the Patriots. Sorry, I misread it. But if you're a cornerback for the Patriots going against Tom Brady, I feel like you can come out of that. It's a win-win situation. If Tom Brady shits on you, throws for hundred yards, then well, it's Tom Brady. That was expected, you know. But if you make a play then, hey, you can say you got to pass batted down on Tom fucking Brady. That's true. That's true. So I'm going to take cornerback. All right. My question for you is, would you rather – this one's kind of a all-sports question. Would you rather be the MVP of the league, one of the best of the best in one particular sport, or would you rather be so talented and so traversed in every sport that you could go pro whenever you want in what sport you want, however you wanted to do it. Could I go back and forth? Yes. I'd probably choose that. Or you could be known as like one of the greatest of all time in one sport. 
one of the so I'd be like I'd be like Mount Rushmore level player, or I could play whatever sport I wanted to at any given time. That's tough. That is that's because I feel like either way you're gonna be remembered for being a great. People, people love multi sport athletes, bro. I mean, they like, do. You always talk about Dion and Bo Bo Jackson, like. In this situation, you'd be like the first, you know, quadruple sport athlete. So I'd go hockey, basketball, baseball, and football, all four. Whatever you wanted, shit. I'd I'd, I'd go like, soccer, you know. Yeah, but then you'd have to go overseas, so you have to get you got to think logistics too. Hmm. I'm taking the I'm taking the traverse. The, uh, huh. I'm going with the all sports bounce around. That's what I was kind of thinking too. That's what I was kind of thinking too. I might take the MVP though, just to like, I don't know. There's nothing. There's nothing like being the MVP. That's true. Then you would, yeah. I don't know. That, that's why I I had that one. I kind of took that. I saw it on a question. It wasn't about sports. It was about something else about like a friend, friend group, group or, something. or something. And I, and I turned, turned it, into it into sports. Yeah. Oh God, that was that. Okay, no, the echo's gone. All right, we're good. I was about to say I was hearing myself. Yeah, yeah. That. yeah we're good we're good all right moving on no echoes no technical difficulties nice. fuck technology fuck computers anyways fuck, football fuck, fuck seven-year-old macbooks that's what we need to say yeah hey someone sponsor us out there okay this nord vpn money it's not doing the job right now bro come on hook us up I'll get a brother a laptop honestly dude i'll i'll post my body for you to if for any brand Let's go yeah. Manscaped, bro. Get Manscaped on there. We'll be their new uh, trimmers. Anyway, maybe that crossed the line. On the internet for that. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Anyway, there's a little bit of football news before we get into the main chunk of our episode. First things first, Elijah brought this up to me, is Brady versus Belichick. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand this one over to you. Yeah, dude. So the weekend, Sunday Night Football, um, this probably is going to go down as like one of the most watched regular season games of all time because everyone is going to watch this game. It's going to be sick. We're going to see the rivalry, but we're not going to see any beef on the field though. Like Tom Brady's really not that guy to like talk shit publicly. Like, like you've, there's been a lot of guys around Brady, like talking shit. Like his dad was talking some shit in the news, his trainer, Alex Guerrero, like we talked about the other day. Yeah, we did. Talking shit in the news. Uh, but none from Brady himself. He's always, he's either been like, He's like been putting it down. So um, he's probably going to say something about Bill, like thanking him in the future and, or like for the time that he was there, but like on the field, he's going to be a fucking menace. No, I feel like he's definitely going to be, you know, say the cheesy stereotypical nice things that you've got to say as like an NFL quarterback and a, you know, competitor. But I found it interesting too. There was one quote that ESPN posted from uh, Seth Wickersham's book. It's better to be feared. It said, Kraft sometimes groaned to confidants that Belichick didn't show Brady the respect he deserved, but he was in no rush for life after him. Brady, on the other hand, seemed ready for it. I don't want to play for Bill anymore, he told people close to him in 2017. Yeah. and That's, that's interesting. Where, in 2017, that's where that shit kind of came out that there was uh, there's some rumblings in the locker room. Remember that? With that same guy, Seth Wickersham. And everyone hammered the reporter for it, saying, like, you're full of shit. You're posting all these lies. Like, how could they have this relationship when all they do is win, blah, blah, blah. Turns out four years later, he was completely right. Yeah. And another thing, too, uh, that Kraft said in that book is that he called Belichick the biggest asshole in his life, which is, like, 
I mean, I mean, I believe it though. Yeah, I believe it. You have to be somewhat of an asshole to be a successful NFL coach. It's kind of like I can't remember who the quote. I heard another quote that was talking about it with a different sports guy, where it was like. 364 out of the days out of the year, you hated him, and he was the biggest asshole in, like, ever. And then on the 365th day, you were holding your ring. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. Like, Bill Belichick is definitely one of those guys. Yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. I'm excited for this matchup. I think uh, the Bucks are probably going to shit on him just a oh, tad. Yeah. Even though, um, you know, I, I kind of thought it was funny how we talked about Bill Belichick always eats rookie quarterbacks alive uh, in their matchup with the, the Jets, how they – tore Zach Wilson apart, but then Mac Jones got tore apart their next game. So I'm curious so, to see well, how he's going to play against the Bucks defense. Mac Jones is three interceptions. Like a couple of those, like one, he got hit in the chest as he threw and it just happened sometimes. Another one was a bobble. Like it went off the hands, I think of Johnny Smith. And then the third one was just like a bad interception. So it's like, it's kind of like, yeah, he hasn't looked that terrible. It just uh, on paper, the stat line looked rough. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, and uh, I mean, now that we're talking about the Buccaneers too, I mean, Richard Sherman, that's a little bit of news too. Richard Sherman just signed one year deal with the Bucks, 33 years old. So do you think my question for you is, do you think he can still be an impact player? Yeah, I, I, th- I agree. I, I think he's still going to come in and maybe not be one of the best, like top five corners in the league. Cause I mean, they already have Carlton Davis, Antoine Winfield. They have a pretty good secondary. Um, yeah. So- yes. But I think he'll make an impact. He'll probably be like just a, a serviceable starting cornerback, which is really all they need mm-hmm. to be good. Um, I, I wouldn't. I mean, obviously, as all as all pro days are behind him and shit like that. But yeah, like this is like definitely good for both sides because Richard Sherman definitely needs to come to a place like after what he. I mean, because did you see the video of him freaking out trying to get into the in Washington? No. Oh, wait. Oh, of the house? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Whenever he got arrested, it's yeah. It's probably good for him to go out and play football for a team like the Bucks, where they probably set him in the right situation because they're probably used to dealing with some stuff like that with Antonio Brown, who has had pretty much zero <laughs> yeah. things happen to him since he signed for the Bucks after a million things happened to him. I think he before. also kind of came to, you know, came to realization. He came to reality a bit. Like I he think was... Tom Brady told him to shut the fuck up. That – could also be a contributing factor, yeah. But uh, so I think I mean it was like what a two and a half million dollar deal. So like I don't know, it great deal for the Bucks. Sides. I mean, it makes sense for both sides because the Bucks are really thin. Like they're down to their fourth and fifth guys at the cornerback position right now. Like they got Carlton Davis who's still healthy, but their second and third guys are both hurt, so they're yeah. thin right now. It makes it makes perfect sense for yeah. I like I like the move. Yeah, I, I like it. And then other other news, LaShawn McCoy retires. Not really much to talk about there. He had six seasons. Oh, yeah, I know, right? I thought he was gone. But the only thing now is it made me realize we're kind of at the age where we're starting to see players start and end their career. Like, I remember when LaShawn McCoy was a rookie with Philadelphia, you know? Yeah, I remember the first year I played fantasy, he was the consensus number one pick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Back in the day, he was de- always like one of the top ten. Yeah. Yeah, he had um in he finished there. the twenty second all time on the rushing yards list. He had eleven thousand one oh two. Yeah, pretty good, honestly. I mean Six. his prime, bro. His prime, he was one of the best. He's he was on top of the game. Yeah, he had four thousand yard rushing seasons with Philly and then two of them with Buffalo, which I found that surprising. I really didn't think he did that well at Buffalo, but I guess I just forgot about it. But 
Yeah, I don't know. Done at that point. And then this just happened, like literally right before we started recording. The new super the Super Bowl halftime lineup, bro. They just announced it. Kendrick yeah. Lamar, Eminem, okay. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, and then Mary J. Blige. For the Super Bowl halftime? Yeah. Wow. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, nothing will ever beat Shakira and J-Lo, but like... It's okay, cool. whatever. Honestly, I think my favorite Super Bowl performance in our lifetime was Bruno Mars. He killed that shit. Bruno Mars was good. He was really again, good. And Shakira, J-Lo, best Super Bowl halftime performance of all time. Yeah, you're simping, bro. I'm not. That's 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 objective. The hips don't lie, bro. They don't, dude. I think that's kind. It's kind of funny though. This is basically like the NFL making up for like the last five years of fans wanting an R and B or rap artist. You know? Yeah, they're here. Let's just throw them all in there. Yeah, exactly. Like fuck it. Let's just mix. So Eminem's in there too. Yeah, Eminem, Kendrick, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and then Mary J. Blige. I mean, I know she's famous, but honestly, I'm I'm not super familiar with her her work, but. She's, she's kind of older. She's she's a R and B. Yeah, I I know. Yeah, I know she's R and B. I hope we uh I hope we get to hear like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. You know, perform ain't nothing but a G thing and all that. Hold up. I that'd be we need some of that. All right, yeah, that's that's all really the in the last couple days we just recorded on Tuesday as well. So that's all really the the news per se to cover in the last couple days. So with that being said. It is time to get into it. Time to bring on our guest, Zach Rieger from the Betting on the Rocks podcast. We will be back in just a few quick seconds, and Zach will be with us. All right. Oh, all right. Zach, are you with us? You good? We in? Switched up yeah. to the phone. Okay, is your yeah. computer all good? Yeah, dude, this hotel Wi-Fi, man. It's keeping on brand with the whole fuck technology uh, theme of this episode so far. So we yeah, like it that yeah. we're on the phone. We're, we're rolling it up. We're, we're on brand, baby. Yeah, so. it doesn't help that StreamYard just eats internet. Yeah, StreamYard is rough. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It does require like a lot of a single power. issue. Yeah, I haven't had a single issue with it. Then all of a sudden we're in and like five minutes in, I'm listening to your show and just all of a sudden it switched. I was like, oh no, like it was on my end. And I was like, oh shit, it definitely was my end. So we're back on the phone. No worries. We're just switching from uh, now we got the notes on the laptop and the stream on the phone. First, vice versa. So yeah. we're here. We're ready to go. Perfect. The show must go on. But yeah, the theme of this episode has already turned into fuck technology. (laughs) I feel like that's been a couple, that's been one of the major key points of our podcast. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, we should just become an anti technology show as well. Well, we just need to go live. Dude, I'm for it. I'll go boomer if I have to. Like, I don't know. Yeah, full boomer. Dude, fuck it. We'll become an Amish podcast, dude. We'll meet up every time, you know? Yeah, Actually, that wouldn't I, work you know, at we'll all. Be, we'll go so anti-technology, we won't even put it on the internet. We'll just show up somewhere <laughs> and then just talk and be like, all right, we, we did a podcast. And all right, yeah. We podcast. We just, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we drank like 30 beers and then went to bed and never recorded <laughs> a second. All right. I'm going to pull up our Fantasy Podcasters League this weekend. We've kind of touched on it from uh, time to time throughout our episodes. But this weekend yeah. is a big matchup. 
because it is GTD versus GTD, baby. The Betting on the Rocks podcast is going up against Elijah and I. Yeah, it's going to be got interesting. I'm, yeah, yep, got the whiskey on deck. I'm really not that confident here. I'm going to actually pull it up so we can uh, share the screen. Yeah, our team. You know, Elijah, I really hate to say it, bro, but I told you so on the DeAndre Swift, Josh Jacobs situation. Yeah, I'm tired of hearing about it. I I really I know you're tired, bro. I'm done. I'm done. But, like we're we're just not gonna talk about it anymore. Like I get it. It was a mistake. It's okay though. You know why? Because we can both take equal credit for the mistake of dropping it. Chuba Hubbard. That was more your idea. <laughs> no way. <laughs> you're right. No, we dropped him in like week two because we needed we needed a running back and we were trying to like figure out the Raven situation. You were like, you're like, yeah, let's drop. Let's we need to get Latavius. Like, who should we? He's like, do you want to drop for Chuba? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then, Dude, I'm pissed because I have him in two of my other leagues too. So uh, like, I should have just rode with him. But yeah. honestly, Zach, uh, how are you feeling about your team so far? Dude, uh, I'm feeling good, man. Because for one reason and one reason only. So I'm two and one. And I, if you look at my previous matchups, I have not had a single. I've been playing with one flex essentially. I've had let let me find it. Uh, last week I had Rondale Moore in there. I put that Twitter poll out there at Betting Rocks Pod on Twitter. Put out there, can I get over one point nine points for my second flex? Rondale Moore gives me one point four. Week before <laughs> I, did sell I got one point nine. Yeah. yeah, dude, I had one point nine week two from Jarvis because he got hurt. Because week before, I guess I messed up because it was two point four from Marquez Callaway. I like one catch for like 19 yards oh, or something yeah, fuck ridiculous that dude, bro he screwed yeah. he screwed me in one of my other leagues yeah so i had callaway then i was like okay jarvis ppr monster he's gonna eat he gets hurt first quarter and then all of a sudden i go rondale moore so being two and one with zero production from my second flex i feel pretty good i feel good about this week i have chase edmonds and i have jacoby myers I low-key might put one of my, like, wide receiver ones. I might put Aaron Jones in my flex just to make sure that I get more than one point out of my flex. I'm almost at that level. So, I was about to say, your we'll flex see, honestly is looking pretty good with Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers, 14 targets last week. Like him against Tampa, it's going to be, a, I think, a similar uh, game script where Pat's going to be behind. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot, and Jacoby's the guy. I really think he is. So, like him with Edmonds there in the flex. Feel confident, but I felt confident just about every week this week. So hoping to get some good production there. Yeah, I am. I'm pretty nervous, not gonna lie, because Zach Moss, though, I don't know why, but he's gone off the last two weeks. Zach so. Moss is awesome. I've been on the Zach Moss hop, the Zach Moss hype train for a minute now. Yeah, uh, my first kind of gig in sports writing and stuff was for a Utah website. So I got really into Utah football for a minute there. Zach Moss, the leading rusher in Utah history, he's a power back, but you're starting to see it now this season. Utah's used him as a receiver a lot, which his body size doesn't really seem like a receiving running back, but he really has been. And now he's, you know, gotten a few receptions in the game. I, he had a receiving touchdown last week. So you're really starting to see that now. So I love Zach Moss. One other thing I have to say about this matchup that kind of scares me is I have the Kyler D-Hop connection in one of my main leagues I've been in for a while. So it, it's going to be kind of hard to root against. Yeah, yeah. that's against the double-edged that sword of fantasy league. football. That's what, And I'm like, that's the big one, too, because I'm 2-1 in, in that league also, got a big matchup. 
so I'm like, I need Kyler and D Hop to, you know, do well against the Rams, which is going to be tough. So it, it's going to be, I, I need just like a nice average game from them, you know, maybe a couple <laughs> touchdowns from Kyler, one touchdown from D Hop, you know, average, not going to kill me, but not going to hurt me as well. See, we need the opposite. This is a pretty pivotal game for us. We really, we should be two and one right now, okay? We yeah. fucked up by making a last second substitution on our defenses. And literally, if we had just kept our original defense in, we would have won. We would have won. It was yeah. brutal. We it was brutal. Yeah, that was tough. That's up by the defense, dude. I won by like point three or point four last week. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. that. You won, I yeah, point nine. Yeah, point nine. I went on because I saw that like Sunday night. Saw that. I think I went on like Tuesday afternoon. I went on, and all of a sudden, it showed the other team at one forty. I, I I can't see whatever one forty eight or something like one point above me because of the stat correction. And all of a sudden, I got back on like later that night, and it was like, nope, not a stat correction. You won. So I was like, perfect. But that's terrified me for a sec. Damn. Stat corrections, man, they'll get you. Dude, yeah, actually, stat corrections are kind of wild how sometimes they'll fuck people. I don't, dude, I really am, I'm staring at this 33% win percentage. I really I don't, don't like that. I don't like it at all. But I don't like it dude, one bit. Dude, we were, I don't like I it. All the pressure's on me now. At times, we were, we were guaranteed to win by like 85%. So this thing's kind of bullshit. Yeah, that's true. It is. The sleeper it projections are a little bit funky. Yeah. And then, let's see. I definitely like that we're starting Moss over um, Patterson, Cordero Patterson. I don't know, dude. Cordero Patterson's no, been doing dude, great. Dude, please, he, please, for my sake, please don't start Cordero. I have him in my main league as well. I'm already doing the Kyler D-hop. Please keep it Zach Moss. <laughs> well, I like Zach Moss because they're playing the football team. That's right. I also have that too. But, I mean, if or you no, think about it, the football, the football team's – Well, no, Zach Moss is playing Houston – Cordero Patterson playing, playing football the football team. team. Yeah, Should we start. We might need to start Cordero over Corey Davis. See, that's what I'm thinking about too. But I don't know, bro, because Cordero is so unpredictable. I feel like. Well, he's had two good weeks in a row, and they're using him a lot more in the passing game than Mike Davis. And then also, they are yeah. The fucking dude, Zach Wilson is just not to be trusted right now. He's not doing anything for anyone whatsoever, except for unless you play against him in deep, as a defense. No, nah, yeah, I wouldn't trust Zach Wilson at all. So that might that we might need to do that, but we'll we'll talk. Do we need Nick Chubb to do something, bro? We got eight points last game. That's he got inexcusable. Eighty-four yards though. He just didn't do anything else. Oh my, that's so annoying, bro. <laughs> that's a Derrick Henry stat line. That's so annoying, man. God, dude, fantasy's been tough this year. I mean, I, it is every year. It's literally the same goddamn shit. You think you know what you're talking about, and then the season starts, and everything's up in arms, and you're Dude, scrambling. I love talking sports. I love fantasy. I love betting. It's the same thing where you can talk and get in arguments, which is always fun. But when it comes down to it, no one knows shit, and I love that. Like, exactly, like, yeah. Anything can happen, and we're arguing about who knows what, but literally no one knows shit, and I love that. Especially with like sports betting, yeah. Even the yeah. professionals can say all they want. The experts can make their picks all they want. Doesn't matter. Like, yeah, really the, the best, uh, the best of the best hit at fifty six percent. The best yeah. of the best hit at fifty six percent. That's slightly above half. Like that's that's telling. 
because like when you bet spreads, especially like you either get it wrong, you get it right. Like there's no other exactly. Like, there's no other choices. So like you can you can get it wrong a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, it's gonna be a good fantasy matchup. We will update everybody on social media with how that. That game goes, whether it's a shameful post or a prideful post from us or the Betting on the Rocks pod, uh, just be on the lookout for social media for that. Um, moving on now. I think let's it's going to be a lot closer. I, I think it will be closer than the projections have it. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think know. it's going to be a lot closer. Looking at these matchups, it, I think I still got the slight favorite, but I think I should be more like minus, like minus five and a half maybe versus minus uh, 12, so. That, oh, we're putting we're thought. putting betting yeah. spreads now on fantasy football. Hey, hey, they're the ones that have the projected of me winning by twelve. I think it should be more like five and a half, six and a half. So that, that's Dude, honestly, me. that should be a thing. We should start like a fantasy league where we anything, bet on every man. game. <laughs> That'd be yeah. pretty. One time, me and uh, me and my buddy put an over under on our other friends the birth of his child, like what day the baby <laughs> would be born. <laughs> and we we spent the money getting him like you know a, a baby shower gift but that was it was fun everybody chimed in on it but anyway moving on now we're going to talk a little bit more betting in just a second but first let's hit some contenders or pretenders this is the first time we've done this kind of segment we may be bringing this back in the future depending on how things go but we're going to be talking nfl and college football just going through a few teams that are Maybe on the seesaw one way or the other, whether people think they are contenders or pretenders. So first things up, let's start with the NFL. This is kind of an obvious seesaw team, in my opinion. They're 3-0, but nobody really expected them to be 3-0. The Las Vegas Raiders, how do you guys feel about them? Contender or pretender? All right, pretender. All right, I have one quick question before we start. Is this contender, like playoff contender or Super Bowl contender? Or just kind let's- of... Let's go playoff because I, I think it, there's I really like there's really only like six teams that are Super Bowl contenders, you know, like so I think it makes it a little bit more fair. Mm, now nah, let's go Super Bowl. I would say Super Bowl because some of these teams, I'd say pretty much all these teams are going to go to the playoffs. That's true, actually. The Raiders, well, I feel like the Raiders would be the only one. What was that? I was going to say, let's just give good descriptions because, yeah, that, that might be kind of tough. I don't know the teams, though, so. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, let's go Let's go with Super Bowl. Yeah, let's go with Super Bowl. And then for the Raiders' sake, they're kind of on the lower end of the spectrum of here. So, for the Raiders, we'll do playoffs. Are they contender or pretender? Contender. I was going to say, I think they might be a – I think they might be a pretender just because I could see them making the playoffs, but I think uh, with their division, I think it's still Chiefs are above them. I think Chargers are above them. I think we'll see that Monday night. And the Broncos, I think they're more kind of on tier with Broncos, which is funny because they're both 3-0. and but Yeah, I, I agree. So, so it's possible that they can do it, but the Raiders every year, they have these like stretches of like two, three games where it's like, oh my gosh, they look. They look amazing. They look unstoppable. Look at Cargo. Look, oh, he's hitting rugs on the field. And then they go and they end like eight and eight, or in this case, maybe nine and eight. Like, I don't think, I think they'll finish well above nine and eight. But at the same time, just with their division and with the Raiders' philosophy of them looking great. And this season, I feel like they just started off the season hot. I don't know if this is sustainable for them just with their history. So I'll say pretender. It wouldn't surprise me if they make playoffs, but at the same time, I, I don't think they will. 
Yeah, because their division is ironically the best in football right now. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I, I agree. They're pretty on par with the Broncos in terms of like they look good for now, but will it hold up in the long run? But the thing is, you you know, mentioned Carr is playing extremely well. The receivers look pretty decent, I, and maybe maybe it's just the Gruden magic has finally found its touch. I, I don't know. Maybe st- yeah. things are starting to click. So I think yeah, for I now I'm going to agree, away. though, and say pretend. Yeah, I can't take anything away from a 3-0 start. I can't take that away. But it's still it, it's tough for me. The Raiders have burned me in the past before. They're one of those teams where they, they're always sneaky. They're always always can win. Uh, so it, it's just kind of tough, but both West divisions, AFC and NFC, top two by far. It's it's ridiculous. I don't yeah. know what they're doing on the West Coast, but it's insane. Got some in the water over there. All right, next up on the list is, speaking of West Coast, the Los Angeles Chargers. Are they contenders or pretenders? Most definitely contenders, without a doubt. I think they're easily top four team in the AFC. Uh, Herbert's ridiculous. And um, they've always had a lot of talent on that roster. They just have have had a coach that's held them back, and Anthony Lynn. And now that they got Brandon Staley over there, like they they could they could go to the AFC Championship game easily. I agree one hundred percent. They're contenders. They're they're playoff contenders. They're Super Bowl contenders. Uh, they have the offense. They have the defense. They now have the coaching, which is all they've been lacking. Uh, Herbert's only only getting better in year two. You see him spreading the ball around a lot more. Eckler, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen all getting like 10 targets a game, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, Mike Williams, he's been going off. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's insane. So, yeah, definitely the Chargers. I can see them winning it all. Uh, so, yeah, I saw, I think they're around like plus, uh, plus 400 um, to win the AFC South or AFC West now, which I think is pretty good value. That that is pretty good value, actually. I thought you were about to say to win the Super Bowl, and I was like, "Damn, really?" No, I, no, no. Yeah, I was gonna say, "Damn," I would have expected <laughs> them to be way, way heavier on that. No, but I agree. Justin Herbert looks fantastic. I mean, it kind of—I don't want to say pains me because I love Justin Herbert, but forever it's going to be a Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow debate because their draft class, and I want Joe Burrow to win as a Bengals fan here, so. I don't know. I still like Justin Herbert, though. But, yeah, I, I think they're a contender as well. They look fantastic. And that Chiefs win was a big statement as well. Yeah, Chiefs at Arrowhead, no less. Yeah, exactly. The second ever uh, win over Pat Mahomes, and the only other one was the last time Phillip Rivers was actually good. When they went 12-4 and that year, and they beat Baltimore in the playoffs and then lost to them again in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, I think they beat the Bengals in the playoffs that year, too. Not Bengals didn't make the playoffs that year, it was it recent? Yeah, there it was, was like, a... it's 2018. Oh, okay. I'm thinking back because I remember Andy Dalton's playoff run too. Like literally, I think it may have been even three years, but like two two years in a row, the Chargers were who knocked us out. Mm. Fuck those guys. Anyway, speaking about the Chiefs win, that's our next team on the list. Kansas City Chiefs. There's a bit of controversy around them, a bit of question marks now after that Chargers loss, and their defense has just been looking atrocious against the run. So where are they at for you guys? I think I think the Chiefs have a lot of pretender in them. Really? I Interesting. Because, look, they're one and two right now. They've lost to the Ravens, who they're better than, and they lost a divisional game at home against the Chargers, and they barely beat the Browns. They didn't even cover the spread. And they came so, back on them, too. 
They're 0-3 against the spread. We all know the thing. Good teams win. Great teams cover. They haven't covered at all. Um, another thing, too, to look at is that they've been doing that. I've said it, I think, a thousand times now. They've been doing that shit where they fall asleep at the wheel, and they're kind of going, dragging their feet for the first half of the game. By the midway through the third quarter, they have to be like, oh, shit, we're the Chiefs. We're going to win this game. And then usually they do that and they win. But recently it happened at the Super Bowl. They lost the Super Bowl and they've been doing it the past two weeks. And the Ravens and Chargers both said, fuck you. No, you're not. And if they don't change that, then they're pretenders. But if they wake up, then, yeah, they would be. I was going to say, I like that reasoning. Yeah, I like that reasoning. I think they're still contenders just because of what they've done. But they are awful against the spread. I've won some money off that just because it's ridiculous how terrible they have been against the spread. But it, it's hard to say that they're a pretender. But I, I do agree with you a lot with some of those tendencies where it's like, oh, shit, we got to get going now. And then normally they can do it. But teams are catching on and teams are getting better. So, you know, that their division is not a gimme by any means. Yeah, and I, I wonder, too, how, like, Andy Reid's health concerns are going to affect the team throughout the season. Like maybe Andy might miss a couple games and stuff. I don't really know. Cause like they said, you know, the, what, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, not diagnosis, but like the conclusion was it was dehydration, right? That's what they came out and said, but I feel like Andy probably has a bit more going on than just dehydration. So there may be health concerns, and he may have to miss a few games that could affect things. But, yeah, I don't know. I think people may be – I don't want to say they're figuring out Mahomes because I think Mahomes is still going to be good no matter what. But, yeah, you you make a good point. Teams are getting better. They're figuring out what the Chiefs are doing. And it is crazy to see them always, like Elijah said, always just lag behind, start off so slow, and then pull it out of their – they usually pull it out of their ass. But the last couple times they haven't been able to, so – it's interesting to see. All right, and then next up, this one, Elijah's fan base, Dallas Cowboys. Are they contenders? Are they pretenders? I already know what Elijah's going to say. We're contenders. Oh, fuck, fuck you. Guys. Oh, whatever. Yeah, Shit. we're 100% we're contenders. Um, we're, Bullshit. We're definitely one of the best four teams in the NFC. Um, I'll just go ahead and say that. Uh, our D, and I'll tell you why. is because we've always had a good offense. Dak has come back 100%. Kel Moore is scheming up. Really good plays. He's got some. He's doing this weird thing with tight end screens that I love. He goes fake screen to real screen, which is awesome. Um, and then another, the last thing is our defense is generating turnovers, which I'm not used to, but this is going to be the reason why we're a contender. See, I disagree. I think yeah, okay. uh, I think you guys are pretenders right now, especially in terms of the Super Bowl. Um, I think the Cowboys. You know, they open the season great matchup with the. Uh, Great game against the Bucks. Nobody really expected them to play it that close, but they did. Uh, I think Trayvon Diggs is playing out of his mind. He really is the highlight of the defense right now, but I don't think the defense is going to continue playing like this. Um, they look, The Eagles made them look fine. Um, shoot, I'm blanking. Who did they play before the Eagles Chargers. in the second game? Chargers, yeah. Made, we gave Justin Last Herb second field goal. ever red zone interception. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, but I you still – the banner yet? Yeah, hang the banner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you hang the banner yet? It's being painted right now. So I still don't – I'm not buying into the defense quite yet. What I am buying into, though, is Dak and the receiver core. I've always been high on them. I think the offense is going to continue to produce. But I still think the Cowboys are going to do Cowboys shit. 
Um, they're going to look really good. They're going to have these expectations, and then they're probably going to finish nine and eight, ten and seven. Um, I I don't think Mike McCarthy is the right guy for them. He hasn't looked terrible so far this season. I mean, their game plans look pretty good. Their play calling's been pretty decent. I like that they're you know involving Tony Pollard more now in the offense. That looks good. So I think they're right on the edge. But for now, I'm going to say pretender. I hate to say it, but I think they are contender. I don't think they'll win it all, but I I hate it. Every injury, I hate it. But it, it, but dude, it's their defense. Like their defense is actually like stopping people, and that dates back to Washington. That dates back to the Chargers. Like they, they're slowing people down in their offense. It's hard to say. I don't think they win it all because there's a lot better teams. And as much as it, I hate it, you know, it's good for the NFL if they are good, and it's good for me if they lose when it matters more. So if they lose in the NFC Championship, that's just gonna make me even happier than if they didn't make the playoffs. So that's how I got to look at it because I do think they are contenders. <laughs> See, the only thing though <laughs> is whenever they lose, though, then especially me because I'm from the DFW area, I have to deal with the whole onslaught of cowboy fan fucking drama on social oh, media no. and everything. Uh, oh, you poor thing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Not well, like, and it's not just Traylon Diggs on the defense. Like, Mike Parsons has showed out already in the first couple games, and Jalen Smith has been playing a little bit better. Vander Ash has been healthy, which has been his only knock. And then a couple of our other like guys that we picked up in the secondary have been serviceable. So it's like, I mean, like, we're a very average defense right now, which is what we've been saying for a long time. If we just have an average defense paired with our offense, we'll be a really good team. So that's what we have right now. See, I just, I'm still just not ready to buy into it long term. I don't know. I, I maybe it's just because I'm a Cowboys hater. We'll see, but I, I could be wrong. I think they're just right on the it's edge hard. again. I think they're right on the well, edge. This, this Panthers game will be really telling. It will, yes. I think this will be a big game because it'll also be really telling for the Panthers too, as yeah. to mm-hmm. whether they can actually fucking compete or if they just had an easy three Who's, games. It looked good against team? the Saints. Next team, oh, yeah, that does lead into the next team. Carolina Panthers, all right. How are we feeling? Uh, I think that they're pretenders. Um, I think that they've definitely improved without a doubt, but in terms of, like, being a real threat deep into the playoffs, no. They might get a playoff berth, which would be a huge dub for that franchise. Yeah, I agree. But, like, Sam Darnold's been better, but all everyone's saying Sam Darnold's been better, but, like, he really hasn't been that much better. He's still like doing a lot of Sam Darnold shit. You saw that against the, the Texans. It's just that he's in such a much better roster and the fact that Matt Rule is actually a pretty good head coach. Yeah, it was weird because watching that Thursday night game, it was you you watched him, he looked okay. He looks like the epitome looked of okay. the average. Look look looked okay. Ended with a over three hundred yard stat line. So it's like, wow, that's better than okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think they are super Super Bowl pretenders, but I think they're playoff contenders 100%. because I think yes. I think they're actually a good team. Matt Rule is an awesome coach. He's a he's one of the coaches, one of the hires last season where I, you know, wasn't a big fan of, didn't truly understand, didn't know much about the guy, but didn't wasn't a huge fan of the hire. And last year he was constantly in the games with the Panthers with what he had. Uh, I don't remember the exact stat, but they lost a ton of one-score games. They were in a bunch of games they shouldn't have been with their roster. So they're just only getting better. So I love Matt Rule as a coach. Uh, and for that, I could see them getting to the playoffs. So I like the Panthers a lot this year. 
Um, but yeah, they're they're not Super Bowl contenders quite yet. Yeah, no. Matt Rule's kick ass. Like when he he won a lot of games at Temple, and then he went to Baylor, and mm-hmm. he literally like Ryan can say this too. He rose up Baylor from the ashes. Yeah, the New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, I was very very happy when he left for the Panthers because it meant that he was leaving Baylor, who went back to being bad. Who was our TCU's biggest rivals? Went back to being bad after he left. So like, I I love that he's in the NFL now, and I love that he's still doing good because it means he's not going back to Baylor. Yeah, I agree exactly with what Zach said. They're not they're Super Bowl pretenders, but playoff contenders. I think they they do have a legitimate chance of making the playoffs this year. And long term, grand scheme of things, in the next few years, I think they'll be a lot better. You know, we may be seeing not necessarily a fifteen and one Panthers like the Cam Newton era, but you know, a couple playoff wins, a threat per se. Um, I I do love Matt Rule as a head coach, which doesn't necessarily pain me to say it because he was only at Baylor for what one full season, right? Or was it two years? Oh, I'm not sure. Like two years. Yeah, he was in and out. Yeah, he was in and out. But so he's not necessarily a ba- a Baylor blue blood whatsoever. So I can have some fanship towards him. But yeah, I, I like the Panthers. Uh, next up. Cardinals, are they contenders or pretenders? They're another 3-0 team right now. I think that they're pretenders. And for the sole fact that Cliff Kingsbury is their head coach, I do not believe in Cliff Kingsbury. The guy had a losing record with Patrick Mahomes in college as his quarterback, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, And also, do you have any sacks? Like, that defense was that big question mark. Give me sacks Chandler Jones has had. Since that week one game where he had five? Zero. Zero. <laughs> so it might have yeah. just been a one-week fluke where they just came out on top. Kind of like how the Steelers – that's coming out that the Steelers were really just preparing to beat the shit out of the Bills for like six months, and that's why they came out on top against <laughs> the Bills. Might have been that little bit same situation where Arizona was really just focused on stopping Tennessee week one, and then after that – I mean, because they had a game where they gave up 30-plus points to uh, Minnesota – and then they gave up. They were they were down against Jacksonville, yeah. yeah. In a game midway through the third quarter until Jacksonville remembered that they're the worst franchise ever and took shit. So, yeah, they're pretenders in my book. Yeah. Every ounce of me wants to say they're a contender, but, I mean, Elijah hit it right on the head with his first statement. It, it's the fact that Cliff is their coach. Like, they have the talent. I think their defense, Patrick Jones might not have had the sack since he had week one. But their defense, I think, has still looked a lot better, a lot more improved than last season. So I think that's huge for them. I think they're still playoff team, but and I have their over uh, over nine wins uh, as one of my future bets. So I still like the team, but yeah, as a Super Bowl contender, not when Cliff is uh, the head coach there. Hey, your your over under future bets looking pretty good after these last couple of games. They've squeaked them, squeaked out the W's. But yeah, I I agree. I don't really have really much more to add on it. I I think Cliff Kingsbury is the exact. It's going to be their kryptonite long term. But I I want to say they're contenders as well because mm-hmm. I love Kyler Murray, love DeAndre Hopkins, what they have going on the offense. It's just I I I don't know Cliff man, fucking Cliff. But that brings us to our last NFL team. It is the New Orleans Saints with Jameis Winston. Are they contenders or pretenders? Ah, that one's tough. I'm going to go. I'll jump in then if you guys are thinking about it. I can jump in too. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. It's I think they're contenders. I mean, I think Jameis looks revitalized. I think the Saints, even though they lost Drew Brees, it's not like they're a completely different team from whenever they were a you know a playoff deep caliber esque team. Um, so I think Jameis looks better. He's had a few mistakes here and there for sure because I mean it's Jameis. What do you expect? But I think he fits in this offense. He's going to have some success with Sean Payton. I think they need to figure out their receiver situation and have a clear number one before Michael Thomas gets back so that they can have a one-two punch when that happens. If Michael Thomas ever comes back, who knows? But, yeah, I think they're contenders. I think that they're – and it hurts me to say this, but I think they are pretenders because, um, for one, their best playmaker, Alvin Kamara, has not really been showing out that much. Eh, he's, you know, he's done all right. He had that one bad game in week two. But it's, it's still. And then Jameis, he had that really good week one. And then he had that week two where we saw a lot of old Jameis. Yeah, that, that was the, the game that kind of scared me about Jameis, yeah. And then week three, who did they play last week? The Pats. And they, Patriots, really took yep. advantage. they looked good against the Pats. They looked yeah. good. They looked good again. It's really hard to see. Well, I want to see – is I'm still kind of holding out, and this is a pretenders with an asterisk, is I want to see if and when Michael Thomas comes back, how much better does that offense look? If that offense yeah. improves a lot, then hell yeah. But if it's kind of like so-so, then I, I just I don't I really don't think so. I think, you know, it's all on the shoulders of Janus. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I was going to say, I side more with Ryan just in the fact that I think they are contenders. Uh, I think what we saw in weeks one and three is a lot more telling than what we saw in week two. Um, just Sean Payne's a great coach. I think Jameis is the guy, at least for now. He's been very efficient, which we don't really see a lot from Jameis. So he's kind of adjusting. Uh, we're seeing LASIK Jameis here. So I, I like the Saints. I think they're contenders. You're never going to go in and play the Saints. And you're not going to see the Saints on your schedule. Be like, oh, oh, here's a win. So I, I think they're even in the playoffs, even regular season. So I like the Saints a lot as contenders. Yeah, as long as Sean Payton is living and breathing, you will never enter that ball game thinking it's an easy win. Yeah, that's for sure. So, all right, that, that's all we got for the NFL. Those were kind of the main teams on the teeter-totter back and forth. But moving on now to college football. First one is up is Iowa. Currently a top five team. Their defense has been ruthless. But can they compete with other Big Twelve or Big Ten schools, and can they actually make a playoff push? So this one for college football, we're just going to do playoffs. Like, can they make the playoffs, win their conference potentially? So playoffs pretender, contender. First one is Iowa. What do y'all think? They're a contender for sure. Um, they, Interesting. They made a really good Iowa State. They embarrassed a really good Iowa State team. Um, if they don't play Ohio State in their Big Ten conference schedule, so they can just kind of. Their, their big threats are, though, are Penn State, who beat an Auburn team who's more like an eight- or nine-win team. So that was like a good win for them, but they're not like – it's not like they beat Bama, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, they, they can definitely make it out of the Big Ten, and they have a pretty good shot of going out into the CFP. I was going to say, I like that a lot now. I already was in contenders, but now I, I wasn't aware that they didn't have Ohio State on their schedule. So even that just adds more to it. Their defense is ridiculous, a top three unit, at least in the country. Their offense is a little slow, but I think they can get it going. And if they can get to the college football playoff against Ohio State, I mean, that's all you need 
a great offense versus a great defense. Ohio State's defenses look bad. So I say they're a contender. So I, as much as I want to agree with you guys, I'm actually going to say they're a pretender in the grand scheme of things because I have made quite a bit of money on the Hawkeyes this year, uh, riding their defense and taking their team uh, opposing team total unders. And but the thing is, their offense it's it's just not good enough. I don't think they can come away in crunch time when they need to make plays against big teams. I think. Tomorrow, Maryland, they should get get away with that. This is going to be like Maryland's Super Bowl, though. They're going to show up for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think Iowa's going to win that one. And then next week, they play Penn State. That's going to be where we really find out if they're legit or not. Because I think Penn State is more of a contender than they are. So for now, I'm going to say pretender just because their offense has been – they scored 24 points against Colorado State. So, like, that's not great. And Iowa State too. I, that's a quality win, of course. But then they just lost to Baylor, so that doesn't that makes that win look a little bit less impressive. There is a lot of money on Maryland. Yeah, there is a lot of money on Maryland right now, which kind of scares me. Which is kind of why I'm kind of leaning Iowa. So, but that it makes that's me for nervous later when we get to their picks. Yeah, we'll get to our picks. So next up on college football is Pac-12 Oregon. They're ranked number three right now. Had the Ohio State win. But early in the season, they had that scare against Fresno State. So where do you guys have them? Uh, I think they're a contender. They have a cakewalk in the Pac-12. And Fresno State has proved that they're kind of a dog, kind of a frisky team. They probably didn't expect to be Fresno for Fresno State to be that good. So um, And Fresno had a game underneath them, too, when they played. That That's true, too. So that close win doesn't look as ugly especially since they embarrassed Ohio State the week after that um I think yeah I think they're contender I think they're definitely gonna make the college football playoff I was gonna say I think they're a contender as well because Fresno State is definitely not a team to balk at uh kind of their first game it might have seemed that way because it is Fresno State uh but looking through their schedule I think they can come out clean and honestly if they do lose a game to like a Utah or a UCLA, if they lose one game, I think they might still be okay, which normally with the Pac-12, we don't see that. But with how Clemson's playing, you know, with already two losses and with some of these other teams, I think this year especially there's a lot of kind of chaos, which I love. Yeah. So I think Oregon could possibly lose one game and still get in, especially with yeah. that Ohio State win. So I, I think they're I think they're contenders for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think they're contenders as well. Anthony Brown looks legit. C.J. Verdell, one of the best running backs in the country. That Ohio State win is going to hold so much power for them because mm-hmm. the committee sucks Ohio State's dick so much, and they're gonna they're gonna love that win over them. So I agree, though. Those two games you mentioned, UCLA, Utah, those are gonna be by far their toughest tests. UCLA, especially, I think, in the Rose Bowl Stadium, that's gonna be tough. Um, but I, I think Oregon has the easiest remaining schedule probably of any of the top five teams. So mostly for that reason, they're contenders. And the Pac-12 is never really strong enough to be in the playoffs. But I think if any year, it's going to be this year. Oregon's got to do it. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, SEC now. This one is really on the fence. I don't know what to think. Arkansas. So Ooh. I think – in terms of like them going to the, the CFP, I think they're pretenders. But this is definitely an Arkansas team that could maybe squeeze out 10 wins. And for Arkansas, that's like a gift that 
could that that means more to them than another Bama championship, right? Than it would to, to Alabama. Yeah. So they look kick ass against UT. They beat AM, but I'm pretty sure AM has still been starting their backup, right? Yes. Yeah. So they and he's looked game. rough. Yeah, so they beat a backup quarterback, and AM really hasn't looked that great this year to begin with. So um, but they they're they're a really good team. I like Arkansas a lot, but in terms of contending, no. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're also pretenders. Um, A&M, I don't want to say it was a fluke, but yeah, they had their backup quarterback in. A&M's defense has really been carrying them this season, and they did hold Arkansas to 27 points, which isn't like crazy, but it's not great. Um, I think really it's just going to be their schedule. I mean, they play at Georgia, at Mississippi, at Alabama, yeah. so that's going to be really, really tough, and I, I think they're contenders. I think they had we have that excuse because they played a backup quarterback at A&M and also Texas. I will never buy into Texas. So I think they're pretenders. Yeah. I was going to say, what really sucks is that they're in the sec West. If they were in the East, I think it would be such like, yes. it would be a lot more contenders because yes, Georgia's in the East. Georgia's awesome. I don't think they beat Georgia, but it's a lot less competitive versus, you know, Alabama, LSU, Miss Ole Miss, Auburn, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. Like, there's not a bottom-tier SEC team in there versus the East where they could really make some dam or do some damage. So, yeah, I, I like them a lot. I like what they're doing. I bet Texas A&M last week, and that hurt me a little bit. Ooh, but me, me too. You, you know, it happens. It happens. I was on, I was on. I, 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 yeah, hey, good for you, man. Good for you. I, I like Arkansas. I was on Arkansas against Texas. That felt awesome. I loved watching that game. Um, so yeah, it they have to be pretenders still. They're not going to make the playoff, but much improved team in in a couple years. Who knows? You know, Sam Pittman is an awesome coach. He seems like a players' coach. Everyone will want to play for. They can get some recruits going, and this winning will definitely help that uh, program out. So. In a few years, maybe, but as of now, they, they're not making the playoff. Yeah, I agree. All right, next up is Notre Dame. I'm going to go ahead and go first because I feel very passionately about the Fighting Irish. Pretenders, 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 pretenders. I'll say it any fucking way possible. They're the biggest pretenders on this list, biggest pretenders in college football history. They're the biggest phonies, the most overrated program in college football history. They're going to lose to Cincinnati this weekend. They're probably going to lose to Virginia Tech and Lane Stadium the week after that. I legitimately see Notre Dame losing three, four games this year. Uh, yeah, Maybe I'm just a hater, but they almost lost to Toledo. They went to overtime against an 0-4 Florida State team. They're, what more can I say? I mean, they're, they're pretenders. Sorry, that was a little bit of a rant, but no, I was gonna say I love it. I when you came in with that much confidence, that much energy, I was like, okay, I'm either gonna we're gonna come to get into a huge argument, or I'm gonna agree and love this guy even more. And I, love <laughs> I agree 100 pretenders. I love once we get to our bets again, little preview. Love Cincy. Uh, I think they win outright. I think they win. I think they cover. Uh, Notre Dame. They're just the game against Wisconsin. Wisconsin. They're a team that hasn't looked the best. They already have two losses. Uh, I think they got outplayed by Notre Dame. I'll give them that. But not it was by a fluke the fourth quarter. It was a fluke yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah, it was what 13 10 heading into the fourth. Like, it yeah, was, ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, so I think like, that's more. Just yes, no, Notre Dame. I actually bet Notre Dame last week. Thought they would cover, thought they might win. 
uh, and that ended up hitting for me. But you look at the final score, you're like, holy shit, Notre Dame, they're here. They're the best. They're going to make the playoff again. No. And we've just seen their history, what they've done when they make the playoff, when they have to play a big game. It's it's hilarious. It's never good. They're awful. So, yeah, they're pretenders for me as well. Uh, love that we agree. Yeah, I, I think they're pretenders also. I would just say, like, even if somehow they did make the playoffs and finish the season with 11 wins or something like that, we all know what's going to happen in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. They're going to get blown out. So, yeah, they're, they're pretenders. Yeah, their, their history in the playoffs is it's comical. <laughs> it's hilarious. Laughable. All right, next up is – this one's really debatable. I've I've been pretty high on them throughout our uh, episodes this college football season. But Michigan, where do you guys have them? Pretender. Okay. I, I think they're a pretender. I don't think they've really played anyone. They've played Rutgers really close. Uh, I know Rutgers is much improved than what they have been, but still. Uh, and I, I think they're going to get lit up this week. I kind of talk Wisconsin how I'm not huge on them, but – I, I think Wisconsin is going to win that game. I think Michigan – it would be great to have Michigan and Ohio State play, but I, I'm not big on Michigan. I haven't – I'm not sold on them yet. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to disagree. I think they're contenders. Okay. <laughs> I think this is finally the year that Jim Harbaugh is going to get it going. Their quarterback play isn't fantastic as usual, but the thing is it doesn't matter because their running game is top five in the country right now. They have like over what, like fourteen hundred rushing yards through four games. It's crazy. They're going off. Um, I think they're going to beat Wisconsin outright. I also made a bold prediction on a couple episodes ago. I said that Michigan is going to beat Ohio State this year. So I would even, love to see that. Just, just even though chaos, the just for chaos. Yes, yeah. <laughs> even though the Buckeyes have won fifteen of the last sixteen, fuck it. Wolverines money line. I'm taking it whenever it happens. I. I'm buying in this year. I think they look way better than because every year I will say Michigan is also one of those overrated teams just based on their program history. Mm-hmm. So they do get a little bit overcorrected in the AP top 25, but I think of any year they've climbed the rankings at the beginning of the season, then they usually fall. I think this is the year they can, they can hold it. They can stay there. So I'm going to say contender. I was going to say just one thing. If I had a dollar for every time someone said that this is the year Jim Harbaugh does it, oh, I'd be a rich man. Let me tell you're you. You're right. Uh, you're right, though. The you're fact right. you started off like, that, I just had to mention that. Just had to. <laughs> um, I think they're pretenders. If you look at their schedule, like they face a really good Michigan State team this year. They're going to go against Penn State and Ohio State. I think it's very realistic that they can lose two out of three of those games. Um, and they then they probably will. Uh, because that's what Jim Harbaugh's done. You know, the best he's ever done is ten wins, and it's the thing the other maybe big the games. fact will make maybe we'll make the mm-hmm. the playoff. He's been in the playoff hunt, so I think they're pretenders. Yeah, that is the thing. Say, they do choke in big games. Yeah, another interesting thing. I'm very excited to watch that Michigan Michigan State game because I'm so. not necessarily sold on Michigan State as well. I, I kind of have them in Michigan. I'm like, I, I'm just not sold on either of them. So I think that's going to be a really telling game. I did like Michigan State a lot more until their game against Nebraska. That scared me. Overtime against Nebraska, didn't like that, no. All right. I will say, though, the Big Ten with the vulnerable Ohio State is really, really fun to watch. I love it. Yeah, it's entertaining. Chaos, baby. Yeah. Chaos. I love this year. 2021 is the year of chaos with college football, and I love it. <laughs> 
It's bad. The, only, it's the bad. only chaos I don't like is this fucking TCU losing to SMU. Anyway. Yeah, we were never going to compete anyway. Wait, Zach, I forget. Who's your college team? Uh, whoever I bet on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a short answer. You know, I, I grew up in Mizzou fan because i'm from missouri uh went to school at southeast missouri state so you know kind of took semo over mizzou uh still kind of root for mizzou but you know it's not like that diehard thing then uh i've always you guys are gonna hate me always kind of like clemson you know that's been for years though um uh, like them i i was really trying to figure out like why do i like this team like looking back after they won i was like okay i know i've liked them forever and my favorite color is orange. So I really think as a little kid, I just saw the all orange and I was like, I like this team. And that's really just growing from that. But you know what? I'll take it. Uh, and then, you know, kind of starting to write and do some podcasts and cover Utah. I, I like Utah as well. So what, I'm more of an NFL guy versus college guy. So I like, I like my teams. I like Clemson, Mizzou, Utah. But it's mostly kind of whoever I bet on. That's kind of my thing with college. So Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, since yeah, I went pretty... to a little bit of a smaller school, so I, I, I love Semo. I was hoping Semo could at least cover against Mizzou. Didn't happen, uh, <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. FCS, baby. Hey, they're basketball. Do you bet college basketball too? Oh yeah, love yeah, bet. dude. I love the ESPN Plus package is awesome. I literally just sit oh, in my yeah. room like Tuesdays and I will just watch like mid majors. I love watching mid major basketball. Like, there's something about it, but the funniest part is all of a sudden when you tune in, oh, Michigan, I was playing, and, dude, the speed's just so different. You you watch so much mid-major basketball that you're, like, get used to it, like your eyes are used to, like, a certain speed, and all of a sudden you watch, you know, Michigan, Illinois, Ohio State, Illinois. You watch all these, and it's like, oh, they're moving so fast. Like, what's going on? Yeah, it's like a different <laughs> breed. Yeah, I it as much as football season is king – I love college basketball season because it is literally constant betting every day. No matter – like literally every day there's games to bet on. So that's why I love it. I am it. constantly – I will forever be a Marist Red Foxes fan. Marist won <laughs> so much money last year. Love Marist. They covered so much. Love I have a few on Marist too. All right. We'll switch it back on to topic. Last college football team for Contender Pretender is Ole Miss, the Rebels. How are we feeling? Look, dude, if they beat Bama this week, then they're they're a contender 100%. I think it's too early on them to tell, but uh, their offenses looked kick-ass. Lane Kiffin's been there for a couple of years. I'm not going to label them either or because just because I just – I want to see this Bama test first. This is like this is, yeah. this is what's going to tell me who they are. That is 100% what I was going to say. I was going to say we're going to find out this week. I think they've shown contender, you know, tendencies. They've looked good, uh, but – I mean, this is the week. Like, if they can hang with Bama, then 100%. Even if they lose the game, it's not, like it's going to be a big eye test game. We're going to find out this week. So I'm going to go with pretty solidly pretenders, even though I love Matt Coral and everything he's done. Mm-hmm. I think he is a legit, a legit Heisman contender. Um, but you look at their, their schedule so far, they beat uh, Louisville. That's a decent win. Austin PA, that's cakewalk. Tulane. Should be a cakewalk, but, I mean, they've played a few teams tough here and there. So, yeah, I agree, though, this Alabama game will be very telling. I just don't know if they have done enough to deserve the number 12 ranking that they have right now. So, 
my main reasoning for pretender is really because I think Matt Coral is this entire offense. He he is the team, the heart and soul of the team. So, which isn't a bad thing because he's fucking cold. <laughs> Yeah, no, I definitely lean pretender, but I think I just kind of want to root contender. So we'll we'll yeah. find out this week. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right, that's it for our contender pretender segment. Moving on now, we have Thursday night football tonight. Kickoff is an is just over an hour away as we are recording this right now. So we have a gargantuan matchup: the Jaguars and the Bengals. Everybody's gonna be watching it. This is better Thursday than the, night, baby. you already know. Better than the Bills, Rams, Cowboys. Fuck those guys. All right, this is Bengals, Jags, baby. All right. Well, how are we People feeling about the see. matchup? I like I like Jags plus seven and a half. Oh my god, get out of here, dude! I, this game just screams to me, just like trap trap game. Like the Bengals have been kind of riding high, the Jags have been low, but they still got T Law. Um, I. Look, this could easily bite me back in the ass, but this is one of those ones where I'm just like, you know what? Oh no. Seven and a half is <laughs> a lot of points. They could they could cover. <sighs> Seven and a half is Thursday. a lot of points. Thursday night's fluky, dude. It is. Thursday night's fluky. It, it is. Con- conventional wisdom does not apply to Thursday night football. That is one hundred percent true. Coming from a Titans fan, you know, this year it's a little bit different, but in years past, the Titans Jags matchup, you never knew what was gonna happen. Uh I started off this game, I had the Bengals in a teaser at minus one and a half. That seemed a lot more reasonable, like that a lot. Uh, but then I just started looking more into it and I ended up going Bengals minus seven and a half. Uh Joe Burrow is eight three and one against the spread in his career. One and oh was a favorite against the Jags last season. Uh, so when I see that numbers and just the Jags look so bad, like they couldn't even cover against the Cardinals when they gave up a, you know, a kick six. So a kicks it, yeah, I, I just think, yeah. So they gave that up and still couldn't cover. So I think things have tried to fall their way and it just hasn't happened. I don't think Urban Meyer is a good NFL coach. Um, and I don't think Zach Taylor is a great NFL coach either, but I like the Bengals roster a hell of a lot more than the Jags. So we'll start off with just a teaser pick. I decided to go against the spread as well. Bengals my seven and a half. Like it a lot. Yeah, I'm as a Bengals fan, I always shy away from betting on the Bengals spread because one, it makes watching the game so much less enjoyable because I'm just stressed <laughs> the whole time. And then two, I feel like I'm biased in my favoritism, you know. So I try to stay away from Bengals spreads, but in tonight's matchup, I do like seven and a half. I think they can win by eight. And it might be literally an eight-point game. It might be like a half point. Um, I think it'll be a sweaty spread. Um, but overall, I don't know. I'm liking how the Bengals are looking really so far with Joe Burrow. I like those numbers you brought up too. Also, the Jags are five and eight all time on Thursday night football. Bengals are eight and seven, even though they had a rough run with Andy Dalton on prime time. But Joey B, man, he's He's the the sexy quarterback. He's the the Hollywood guy. He's gonna he's gonna show up for prime time. I'm I'm ready for it. I'm hyped. Oh, my question. This is what I was forgetting for a second about the Jags. It may be a little bit too early to bring this up, but is Trevor Lawrence a bust? No, I don't know if he's a bust. I, I don't think so. Uh, it, it's just the Jags organization is so bad. I don't think Urban Meyer is a great NFL coach. They're I mean, they he has decent weapons. He's looked okay. I don't think he's this superstar like Andrew Luck style, like always oh, going to be the best ever. But 
I think that goes a lot to that hit. He went to the Jags. So I don't think he's a bust. Always a fun conversation, though, but I don't think no, not yet. We're three weeks in. Just... I agree. No, I, I agree. He's, he's not a, a bust. I just wanted to bring it up. You know, I just wanted to bring it up, get some discussion going. I don't know. but It's always fun. Always a fun, fun debate. Um, so in terms of bets, we talked about you know the spread. How are you guys feeling of uh, over under forty six? I like the over. I like the over too, but I'm nervous. I, I'm thinking about betting it. I think so too. I, I I didn't bet the over, but I think the over is a play. It's a little weird. I think it should be a higher over under. Me too. But, so that scares me a little bit. But yeah, I'm just rocking with my Bengals seven and a half and a few player props, and then part of my teaser Bengals minus one and a half of the night. Yeah, I feel like after sports betting for so long, you kind of get the gist of where the spreads are going to be set. So, like, a lot of times if I'm like, oh, I had this over under close to, like, 52 and it's at 46, I'm like, Vegas knows something. You know what I mean? Like, they exactly. they know something I don't. So, yeah, I think it's yeah, more just the fact the that it's just the fact that I, these I, teams just both aren't, like, super, super good. So, kind of a gross matchup. And when yeah. you get these grosser matchups, mm-hmm. they just kind of go lower on the totals. What were you going to say, Zach? Yeah, with uh, I was going to say just earlier in the show, I said, you know, no one knows shit. I, I take that back. Vegas knows shit. They, I, I don't Vegas know. Knows. Like, Vegas knows shit. None of us know anything, but Vegas, they, they have a way. They know everything. Like, it, it's dude. ridiculous. I, I was on a, uh, a talk show I host every Wednesday. Uh, we call it Wednesday Night Winners, and we were, uh, we were talking a couple weeks ago with – uh, my co-host was big on Raiders minus four and a half, and it was just like, he, and it's like that's the obvious pick. You look, okay, Dolphins have a backup quarterback, blah blah blah, all this. Like Raiders should dominate. They're two and zero, oh. and I was just like, that line terrifies me. If it was like six and a half, seven and a half, like maybe I would bet the Raiders. Like it sounds so weird to say. Yeah, it's but ironic, like, but that's how that it works. Line just terrified me, and then like the Dolphins covered. Like it's it's weird. Like, it's one of those things, like, it, it's insane. That's why I love sports betting so much. It's it's a rush. I need so to I'm start jumping sports. on those lines, like those lines that I I feel like it shouldn't be like that. I should really start taking advantage of that, but I'm just too scared. I'm like, no, I don't, it, it's I a don't hard think bet. they're going like, to cover. Like, it's hard to justify. Oh, no, Dolphins, Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, absolutely. It's the two and no Raiders. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that, yeah, that's hard to fuck? justify. <laughs> Now, so what other uh, – you got any any prop bets for tonight besides just the spread or over-under? Yeah, so I like uh, I like Marvin Jones over on receptions. I got it over five and a half at plus money, plus 127. I did see it at over four and a half uh, at like minus 160 or something. So I like five and a half a lot more. Uh, Marvin Jones has quietly turned into their wide receiver one. He's Trevor Lawrence's favorite target. He's had – uh, six catches in two games, five another one. I think if the Bengals get out to a quick lead like they can, you know, it's going to be a very pass-heavy game. Marvin Jones, I think, over five and a half. It is a lot, but I like that a lot. And then I got Jamar Chase anytime touchdown at plus 100, so got at even money. Uh, he scored four touchdowns in three weeks. The connection with him and Joe Burrow is ridiculous. Uh, just for him to get a touchdown at any point, I like him at – plus money because he's going at minus money in at a lot of books so i got minus I like 150 jamar for jamar chase what the fuck anytime yeah wow yeah wow that's insane yeah i got my plus 100 and i was like i gotta lock that in when i can so those are I'm my putting two it in a parlay. 
yeah, I like it. Uh, Those props there. I got three. I got Dan Arnold. He just got traded from the the Panthers to the Jags. Is he uh, under thir- under thirteen and a half reception yards for Dan Arnold? Uh, I got Carlos Hyde over nineteen and a half rush yards, and then I got Trevor Lawrence over one and a half touchdown passes for plus one twenty. So I maybe, like that. I like that Lawrence prop a lot. A plus maybe one, I like that. Maybe I'm a bit of a degenerate, but I have a decent amount of these. I'm going to be putting these into a parlay probably. <laughs> rapid fire, rapid fire. I got I like Joe it. Joe Mixon under 87.5 rushing yards. Even though I'm a Bengals fan, I love him. I, I think it's got to slow down eventually, and I think they're going to be focusing on the pass game in this matchup. Also, Joe Mixon under two and a half receptions at plus 100 even odds. He has literally not broken two receptions this season. Jamar Chase over 69.5. Actually, wait, no, he did one game. He had four one game. But other than that, it's been bad. So Jamar Chase over 69 and a half receiving yards. And also Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown scorer. Trevor Lawrence to throw an interception. Yes. At even though it's minus 230 odds, I'm I'm throwing that in a parlay. <laughs> throwing in a parlay. We're gonna get Just one. A little booster. <laughs> a yeah. little booster. James Robinson over 25.5 receiving yards. I like that one a lot. And then this one's my risky play. I'm going with Tyler Boyd, first touchdown of the game, plus 650. Tyler Boyd is due for a touchdown, and I think he's going to get one. So that's my risky play. I I, I was going to say, I always play the first touchdown. It's not one that I track when I'm like tracking like how I've been doing, but always do that. I haven't placed it yet, but I have been leaning Tyler Boyd. So that might be... That might be a play. I like that. Squad ride? Out. Squad ride? I was going to say, I think so, because that's what I was really thinking. Because Jamar Chase is the easy option. That's I, yeah. His odds are probably going to be like plus 700, plus 600, something. Uh, so I was like, Tyler Boyd, I like a lot, especially with T. Higgins out. So I think that's going to be my my ride for the first touchdown. So I got to go place that one for sure. But let, let's ride, baby. Tyler Boyd. All right, Elijah, you riding? Let's ride. Oh, my book, Scott. My, I, I haven't been betting because my book – uh, stop doing uh, being a bookie. Oh, well, no you, got, way. you got my book. Oh, it's true. Yeah, he's like, because I, he's like, yeah, here, can you just pay me that last? He's like, can you just pay me this much of what you owe me? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he goes, yeah, I'm done being that, being the house. It's <laughs> a hard time getting people to pay. Damn. It'd be like that sometimes. All right. While we're on the topic of bets, though, let's go ahead and get into. Our last segment of the episode, Taylor Fade. If you're unfamiliar with how this works, all three of us, now that we're joined by Zach, we're going to be reading off our five favorite NFL bets and our five favorite college football bets. And, for example, whenever I read my bets, Elijah and Zach are both going to chime in, and they're going to tail or fade my pick. So it's pretty self-explanatory. Tail means they agree with me. Fade means they aren't. Yeah. Quick question. Are you going to read all five, or do we say Taylor Fade after each one? Taylor, Taylor Fade after, after each one. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. We, I'm new. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah, you got it. You got it. And then so far, Ryan's a master at it. He's like, what was your record again? 22 Tw- and 8? Yeah, 22 and 8 so far. And then oh, I had shit. I had all two right. back-to-back, three and seven weeks. And then last week, I went 9 and 1 to bring you up to 15 and 15. But if you were to tell Ryan's picks based off of mine, then you would be up 14 units right now through three weeks, which is good pretty shit. All right, good shit. Pretty fucking good. 
I don't know how I'm doing it, honestly. I don't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead and start with NFL bets. First one I'm doing is Giants and Saints over 41.5. That's so low. It's so low, right? It's so low. <laughs> That's one of those ones. Uh, you, you said over? Over yeah. 41 and a half. Yeah, I'll, I'll tail. I'll, I'll go with. It's one of those low numbers. It's scary because of that, but yeah. I mean, realistically, the Saints could put up 40 on their own. Like, it, it's weird, but it could happen. And so it, it's it's not a it's not a super confident tale, but I, I'll tell the over, you know, got to ride gonna, with it. I'm going to fade just for the fact that the Saints have been putting up a lot of low-scoring games this season so far. Um, just on that. And then Danny Dimes, like, you never know. They had a 14-17 game against Atlanta. So, uh, I'm going to fade. All right. It's, it's a it's a weary fade. A we- all right. All right. Fair enough. And this one, I'm not super confident about it, but I'm going Washington football team minus one at Atlanta. At Atlanta. I like it. I, I'll tell that one as well. And just a little side note, I'm awful at totals. I don't know what it is. I don't bet a lot of totals. I'm just not good. Um, the over – like betting overs or unders is always exhilarating. I'm just not very good at it, but I'll tell that one as well. I think it, home dogs have been great and favorites haven't been in the NFL so far. Uh, but Washington football team and other defense hasn't been quite what they normally have been, you know, especially dating back to last year. But I, I think they'll be good. I think they can. That's pretty much a, that's a tiny spread. That means they win the game. And actually, I'm watching it. It's user of mine. So. I, I like I like them to beat the Falcons. I don't think the Falcons beating the Giants is a big a big deal. So I like Washington there. God. I'm thinking, man. I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna tail. All right, I like that I, couple I tails. I really thought about fading, but I mean, it's hard to bet the Falcons. <laughs> it's hard to bet the Falcons. All right, next up. I got a road underdog this time. Seattle Seahawks plus three at the 49ers. I think they're going to win this one outright. Yeah, I'm going to tail. Yeah, no, I'll 100% tail. Home dogs have been hitting around like 58%, I think, so far this year is the stat I have. Yeah, 57.9 home dogs have been. And favorites, this was a stat I was going to wait to get to my picks, but – Favorites, I said that they weren't very good. Favorites are 18 and 30 against the spread so far this year in NFL. It's ridiculous. Wow. Like the hey, past two weeks, I've looked at turn around favorites. Yeah, but still, as of now, that's that's an alarming rate. That's not even near 50%. So that that's that's pretty crazy for favorites not to cover. So I, I like a lot of dogs. And yeah, I, I like Seattle a lot. They're a good team. You know, that's... Literally, that favorites um, stat is why I bet Vikings last week against the Seahawks, and it hit easily. Like especially yeah. in the second half, I was like, "Oh damn!" So we'll see. We'll we'll see where it goes. But yeah, I like Seattle a lot. I'll tail as well. All right, then I'm going another total. I'm going Pittsburgh at Green Bay under forty five point five. I think the Steelers' pace of play is just way too slow. Their defense is pretty solid, uh, so I, I got the under. 
Um, I'm going to fade sometimes with uh, totals. Reasoning doesn't matter. It's just one of those games where I just look at it and I just like the over. Fair enough. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll fade as well. Just the Packers, they've been putting up points. The Steelers, yeah, Big Ben has looked atrocious and like comically funny, but they still have a ton of weapons on that offense. And they're still a well coached team where it's like, if the steel or if the uh, Packers are putting up points, I think the Steelers can put up points as well. It's kind of a middle of the road over under with NFL. So I think it could hit over easily, just be like a 30 to 20 game, you know, something like that. So I'll fade as well. I think the over might hit in that one. All right. That brings me to my last pick. I got Baltimore Ravens plus one at Denver. I think the Ravens win this one outright. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to tail. That's an easy tail. That's one of my better picks of the weekend. Yeah, I'm telling as well. That's on my card as well. So, yeah, I got whatever plus one, pick them, whatever you can get them at. I think the Ravens win. Uh, I don't think you should disrespect the Broncos. I know there's kind of a lot of disrespect going around with them being 3-0 and and their teams that they face being 0-9. But I think the Broncos are a good team. But I think the Ravens are still the better team. They're they're going to win. So, I, I'm telling that one because that's even on my card. So, yeah. All right. Now that brings us, Elijah, you ready to read yours off? Yeah. So first off, I got Detroit Moneyline at Chicago. Uh, that is awful, and it's time for man, Dan the Man Campbell to get a dub. Ooh. I'm I actually... I, I, I'll, I'll go first. I, I was going to say, I'll, I'll, I'm going to tail that. That was one that I almost put on my card. I love the lines this week. Uh, my only fear is that there have been rumors in Chicago saying that if Nagy loses this game, he might get fired. That's the only thing that kind of terrifies me because he might actually try this week. But still, oh. the lines is... It's the Lions of Stan Campbell. I like the Lions. Uno reverse card to that logic. They know that he's going to get fired. The Chicago players know if they lose, he gets fired. They probably fucking hate that guy. Get his ass out. Oh, they 100% hate that guy. I love it. Like I said, I'm with you on the pick. Uh, Just had to throw that in there with the rumors. So, love the Lions. Dan Campbell is a great coach. He's going to be a great coach. He's going to be in games he shouldn't be in. I love the Lions. So, I'm Yeah, I'm going to – I'm going to tail this one, too, babe. mostly for the same reason Zach just mentioned. Yeah, I love Campbell, too. So I'm going to tail it. Fuck the, fuck the Bears. Fuck Nagy. Go dogs, baby. Dog. <laughs> um, and next up, I got Panthers-Cowboys over 51 and a half. I feel like this one might come back to bite me in the ass. But it's just kind of another one of those games where you, sometimes in total betting, you just can't use a whole lot of logic. You just kind of have to look at a line and say, this one's going this or that. And I think this one's going over. I'm going to fade. I For some reason, I have a feeling that this one's going to be low scoring, mostly because of the Panthers. I think True. I, I would have had this same feeling for the Cowboys-Chargers game, and then look how that one turned out. So for exactly. that reason, I'm going the under, yeah. The reason why I'm scared of it is because of the Cowboys-Chargers game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was 100% going to tail, and I still will, but now that you guys brought the Chargers uh, game, I'm a little more worried, but I'm still going to tail, you know, it. It'll happen. I love the uh, the think a little bit less logic when it comes to betting. As funny as that is, I love that logic. I think that hits more than when you like overanalyze it because that is a thing. So it works, it works I, I like that. It works. Yeah, it's it's funny. You can put there's enough numbers out there that you can find any numbers to back your side, whatever side you're on. You know, against the spread numbers. You know, 
coaching stats, you know, just whatever you can do. There's enough out there to, you know, go towards whichever side you want. So I'm just going to say over. I think um, I think Panthers can put up some points, and we know the Cowboys can put up points. So I'll go over. I'll tail. All right, this is a total bet that I did put some thought into. Tennessee, New York Jets <laughs> under 44 and a half. This is a fade Zach Wilson bet, and then Tennessee is going to run the damn ball bet. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tail. I don't have much to add to it. That that's really why. <laughs> the, and this is a tough one. As I'm wearing a Titans jersey, my my anti Jacksonville jersey for the day. Um, man, I, I I'll fade. I'll go. I think they'll go over. I know it hasn't hit as much this year, but Tannehill actually took over for the Titans. They're an over team. It's a very low over under. Like it, it is tough with the Jets' offense, but the Titans' defense also is not very great. So that they can put up some points too. So I'll fade. That that's not one I feel great about, but I'll fade and go with the over. Okay. Um, next one I got. This is going to be the game to watch Sunday Night Football. Tampa Bay minus six and a half at New England. Tom Brady's coming out for blood. Um, the only thing that I would be concerned about this bet is that Bill Belichick knows Tom Brady more better than anyone else in the league. So maybe he can stop him. But I think I think Brady's just going to overcome that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tail this one. I am a little bit nervous with the six and a half number, but New England really didn't look great in their last outing against the Saints. So yeah, I'm gonna tail. This is a tough one and one I haven't placed a bet on yet. And just just for the show, I'll, I'll say fade. Who knows if I'll actually fade there or not? But I'm gonna say fade, just because literally everyone and their mama is on Tampa Bay. So I'll just. Just for a fade the public pick, I'll go. I'll go New England. I'll go with the home dogs there. Even though I don't feel great about it, I might not even put a play on this. But uh, just for the sake of the show, I'll fade. Okay. <laughs> um, and then last one. This is my mortal lock of the week: Chiefs minus six and a half in Philly. This is gonna be an angry Chiefs team. Hmm, I don't know what to do with this one. I really don't oh, know what to do with this that's one. Three in a row that are tough for me. Man, I was gonna say I'll 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 tell you with that. I think yeah, I'll tell as well. Yeah, one of the best experts you can say is they're so due, and the Chiefs are due to cover. So I'll go Chiefs. Uh, I think they're gonna be mad. I think the Eagles are awful. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll, I'll tell on that. All right, Zach, yeah. up to your picks now. All right. Well, uh, I kind of have the answer for the first one, and I kind of gave some of my reasoning already. First one, Bengals my seven and a half. I know Elijah, you're fading. Ryan, what's your thought? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna tail. I'm gonna tail. Yeah, I'm gonna fade. All right. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Um, I have a teaser that I'll mention later after these because you took my Ravens pick. So Saints my seven and a half. Fave, I said it earlier, faves of minus six or more are hitting at 56%. I don't think the Giants beat the – or the Falcons just beat the Giants, so the Giants are just not a good team. I don't see them competing. I think the Saints are contenders. I think they're much more what we've seen in week one and three versus week two. I like the Saints a lot uh, at home uh, against the Giants, so Taylor Fade. I'm I'm actually gonna fade that one. I think this is a trap game, okay. and I think Vegas wants the Giants to cover. So I'm gonna. What fade. is it? That, that's fair. Minus seven and a half. Oh, 
Dude, I know. I think it's a trap ones, game. I, I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tail. I was gonna say, I feel like more trap lines are more three and a half or seven and a half, but there are a decent amount of seven and a half uh, traps. So can't handle that. Then one I kind of mentioned earlier, Vikings plus two, uh, like it a lot. Uh, faves of minus two and a half or less are one in five to start the season. So with the Browns being minus two, and they're also home dogs. Uh, so I just like the Vikings as well. I'm running back with them. I had the same logic with Vikings minus uh, or plus two. I think they were doing the same plus two, plus two and a half against the Seahawks last week. Uh, running back with them. The Vikings are just a team. They're at home. They're never going to be an easy win, even though they're not always show that they're the best team. So I like Vikings plus two. I'm going to tail that one because I think that's kind of another trap game. Uh, I think a lot of the public is going to be huge on the Browns on that one. So, yeah, give me the Vikings at home. I think they may win that one outright probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to fade. I I just think the Vikings are dog shit. (laughs) That's fair. I think the Browns are the better team. 100% I think the Browns are the better team. But just in this case, I'm I'm riding the Vikings. It's hard to to argue that. Yeah, and then kind of similar reasoning, Colts plus one and a half. Uh, against the Dolphins. They're not at home, but same stat with the line being that low. And I think the Colts are just the better team. It it pays me to say as a Titans fan, the Colts are not an 0-3 team. Uh, Dolphins are, you know, okay. But th- this, is one, this was the last one that I was like, I wasn't feeling great about with, uh, but I, I needed to get to five. So I had the Ravens, Vikings, Bengals, and Saints. So I like the Colts and I'm going to play that one. So Colts plus one and a half. I'm going to tail that one. Yeah, I think the Colts are they're 0-3 team, but they're better than an 0-3 team, uh, even though Carson Wentz sucks dick. But, yep, yeah, give me, I love give me Colts. Yeah, I'm going to tail. Uh, tail as well. I think that it's time for them to get a win. Yeah. And then my last one with the Ravens, which we already discussed, so I'll just bring up my teaser uh, that I've got going. So my teaser is Bengals minus one and a half tonight, Titans minus one and a half, Chiefs minus one, and then watching football team plus four and a half hits at plus two twenty if that hits. But I love that. It scares me how much I love it. I do. Uh, wait, can you repeat it one more time? Yeah. So Bengals minus one and a half, Titans minus one and a half against the Jets, Chiefs minus one against the Eagles, and the Washington football team plus four and a half against the Falcons. Yeah, I like that actually. I like that a lot. I love it. Scares me how much I love it. <laughs> that's that's what it'll do, bro. That's yeah, what it does plus, to you. Plus two twenty, it'll hit. So that's where I got it. I love that teaser. I'm not big on teasers. Haven't done a ton in my past, but of course, I start my you know teaser history with the four teamers. So it is what it is. <laughs> Fourteen teasers are legit, dude. All right, I, I like it a lot with the odds, especially. All right, we are we're running a bit over time, so we're gonna just uh, read through these college football picks per se. Won't necessarily talk about them too much, so we'll try to get through these quick. I'll go first, starting off college football. I know you already said you like Wisconsin in this one, but I think Michigan plus two and a half. I have the Wolverines winning outright. Yeah, I'm gonna tail. All right, I'm fading Wisconsin's on. My, I was gonna say Wisconsin's on my board. I have Wisconsin. All right, next up, I have. A teaser, same game teaser, Arkansas plus 24 and a half and the under of 54. 
Ooh. I'm going to tail that as well. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. Wow. Wait, who's Georgia playing? Arkansas. It's Arkansas plus 24 and a half against Georgia oh, nice. and the under of 54. Yeah, yeah under 54. Yeah, I'll I like the that. under of 48, even without the teaser. So, yeah, no, All I right. like that a lot. Next up, I got UCLA minus three at home versus Arizona State. I'm going to fade. Oh, you said UCLA's at home against Arizona State. Yeah, favored by three. I'll tail. I, I like that. I'll tail it. They're at home. All right. And I know Zach's going to tail this one. I'm pretty sure Elijah will as well. Cincinnati, money line, minus 130 at Notre Dame. I'm tailing. I've been having with the spread. I have Cincy minus two on my cards. So I'm I'm tailing big time. I'm going to fade. Oh, okay. All right. Fair. We'll see. All right, last one on my card is West Virginia, the first half spread, minus four versus Texas Tech. And they're at home. I like that. I'll I'll tail. I'm going to tail. Okay. My turn. Uh, Ole Miss plus 14 and a half. Are they at Bama or versus Bama? Yeah, it's at Bama. At Bama. I still like them plus 14 and a half. I do too. I'm going to tail. This is I'm going to be an electric. It, I'm going to yeah. tell. It's fun. That's the fun bet. So we'll see. Also, Ole Miss is like Alabama's kryptonite randomly. So true, true, true. I mean, what do you guys think? Real quick, what do you guys think about over so. under? So what do you think? About oh, eighty seventy nine. It yeah, it's under bro. Dude. Too high. But Fuck it, it no. was like sixty three forty eight last year. <laughs> it was insane. It'll probably I'm hit not- just because. Fuck me, but. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I'm not touching it, but that's insane. I hope it hits. Iowa minus three and a half at Maryland. I'm going to tail. I'm tailing. I, I, like I think it's going to be close. Very close. Yeah, I, I think, but I think this is a popular dog spot. I think a lot of people are on Maryland, and I, I don't like public dogs. So I, I'm going mm-hmm. to Iowa. This is a prove game. I like Iowa. Uh, Boise State minus six and a half versus Nevada. Hard tail, fade. yeah. Fade. Or, fuck, wait, oh no, I said tail. I meant, I meant hard fade. Shit, hard fade. fade. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I, I'll get my reasoning uh, when I get my picks, but I'll fade. Okay. Yeah, I, Carson Strong is really good. Boise State's looked a little shaky this year, so okay. that's my main thing. Um, Liberty my, plus one and a half at UAB. Love that tail. Um, love Liberty. Also love it. Yep, tail. They looked. They lost to Syracuse. That was a little bit of a rough game, but Syracuse looks way better than everybody thought they would this season. Definitely. They're running back last, in the Heisman contention now. Last but not least, I get Houston plus four and a half at Tulsa. A fade. I think Tulsa is going to cover. I think this is a trap game for Vegas. Tulsa's played their oh, games man. tough. Even though they're one and two, they've played tough. I'll tail. I'll go with Houston. Uh, Tulsa's had their big games already. This is a tough one. This is probably a non-play for me, but uh, I'll tail. I'll tail Houston. Man, tough one. All right. Zach, let's round it out with your college football bets. All right. Wisconsin minus two. We already talked about love Memphis minus 11. Uh, they're playing Temple. Uh, Temple is not good. Memphis is. Hmm. I, I like that. Yeah, I'll tail that. Memphis minus 11. Yeah, I'll tail. 
I was going to say, I started kind of getting my reasons. I was like, oh, I can't really do that. Cincy minus two. Love that. I kind of, I think I talked about it earlier. I'm not sure. But Cincy, I love. Yeah, definitely tailing that one. Notre Dame's fucking phonies. And, dude, Desmond Ritter is so – he's cold. Yeah. Desmond Ritter's dude, legit. They, yeah, they're coming off a bye. They're well-rested. They're ready to go. This is their Super Bowl. This is the biggest game in school history. I And the Bearcats put up points in bunches, and I don't think Notre Dame's offense can compete. Yeah. I'm going to heavily so, bet that one. Yeah, so I like Cincy a lot. Uh, Nevada plus six and a half. I love them. I'm probably going to sprinkle money line. I think Carson Strong is awesome. Uh, Nevada has been a good team. Uh, beat Cal. Uh, played double K-State. It was 17-17 heading into the fourth quarter, even though the fourth quarter kind of got away from them. Yeah, it was a I lot closer like than the scoreboard. State, yeah, I feel like Boise State's a good team. But I think they're mostly going off name value at this point. Uh, so I, I just think Nevada is a better team. I think they could win. I think they're 100 going to cover. Um, and then this last one, since we already kind of talked about that, UTSA, University of Texas, San Antonio, minus 20 and a half, the Roadrunners, baby. They're 4-0 against the spread, the people's champion. You got to root for the Roadrunners. They're playing UNLV. I know 20 and a half is a lot for them, but – they're at home. They're playing UNLV, who is just absolutely a, awful. 0-10 against the spread in their last 10. They're so bad. Give me UTSA. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm nervous to tail that one because it's a huge spread. But I do it like is. the Roadrunners the ride. I like the people's champ it brought it, up. It's, it's the fun bet. I, if I, let's see. I, I think I wrote down in my notes here. Yeah. If you can't root for Roadrunners, like, you just hate fun. Like, yeah, you, honestly, fuck it. I'll tail runners. it. I'll like, tail it. They're, they're the fucking road runners. Like, my 20 and a half, they're 4 0 against the spread, 6 0 dating back to last season. They're, Plus, they've always been at, bad. They're, they're good. Yeah. And it's just they're playing UNLV. It's at home. So I, I like the road runners there. So that rounds out my college, my top college plays as well. So, all right. We'll tally uh, after the weekend. We'll tally these up and be sure to update everybody how, uh, how our Taylor Fade session this week went. But for now, that is going to do it for this week's episode. Huge <laughs> shout out. Really appreciate Zach for coming on to the episode. I, this was one of our best episodes probably in a while. Love the chemistry we have going. Um, be sure to check out Betting on the Rocks podcast. He's over on Twitter. Ed, sorry, I'm blanking mentally. But also his yeah. podcast is now up on our website, gtdsports.com. Check him out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, everything. Um, Great content there. So thanks again to Zach for coming on. We'll be back again on Tuesday at 8 o'clock for another live episode. It's crazy to think we're already 42 episodes deep, but we're killing it now. Football season, we're in the full swing of things. Uh, I'm excited, yeah. So hopefully we'll have Zach back on in the future as well. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm currently in a hotel room for work, so need something to do on my Thursday night before the game. So. This has been a lot oh, yeah. of fun. Like I said, I'm excited to be a part of the GTD network. Uh, at Betting Rocks Pod is uh, my podcast Twitter handle. Uh, they That's where I put all my plays and my personal one at Zachary18. That's where I kind of have the reactions and the, you know, the fun tweets. So uh, very excited. We're, I'm going to be starting next Monday. We'll be back to live shows just with me. So please tune in on the GTD Sports Network on the YouTube uh like i said thank you so much for having me on i'm excited to be a part of this network and uh come back on for some later episodes this was great 
Yeah, hell yeah. Like you said, remember, watch on YouTube, Twitch, everything, GTD. Zach will be live this Monday for the Betting on the Rocks podcast. And he's going to lose in fantasy football. <laughs> All right, Elijah, any, any, any last comments, Elijah? Uh, we're done. All right. I'll round it out. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. Thanks for listening.